0: Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. i an emotional and contentious subject for a lot of you. Uh, tonight we are going to hear from a woman who says she was forced to have a late term abortion. An incredibly traumatic experience, I'm sure. Laurel uh, Marlentes is a writer and healer who has shared her story in the Washington Post as well as the New York Times. She lives in America with her husband on an island uh, in the Pacific uh, Northwest and she joins me now on the line. Uh, good evening to you, Laurel. Hello. And I hope I'm pronouncing your name properly. Is It is Laurel, is it?
1: Yes, that is correct.
0: Okay, because sometimes, you know, you don't get the pronunciations. The, 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 the lingo doesn't transfer across the Atlantic very very well. <laughs>
1: I know. I'm I'm loving the
0: accent. So. Oh, thank, Hello. Thank, you. thank you very much indeed. OK, well, I tell you what, let's go back to the start and, and that would be the best way to talk about this because, as you know, abortion is quite a controversial topic, particularly in Ireland because we only legalised abortion in Ireland five years ago. And that was quite controversial mm-hmm. in itself, you know, because the population is kind of split down the middle morally on the rights and the wrongs of abortion. And currently in right. Ireland, they're now trying to extend abortion to decriminalize doctors who perform abortions outside of the 12-week period or the 22-week period, if indeed a woman's life is in danger. So they're trying to extend that now to, I suppose, an unending or no, with having no restriction whatsoever. So it's kind of controversial mm-hmm. at the moment. But getting back to your story. So you obviously found yourself pregnant. I'm sure you were delighted. It was a delightful day. And and, and at that, what was your, your circumstance at that particular time?
1: Yeah. Um, so my husband and I had just gotten married. It was my first pregnancy and, um, I, I um, developed a medical complication that was, um, for lack of a better, without getting into too many, too much detail, I had entered extreme preterm labor and, um, so when you enter extreme preterm labor, the the life of the baby once born is um, at risk. And often um, the baby won't even make it through the birth process. Yeah. And so um, in America, I was in California and then I had during my pregnancy come up to Washington State. Um, I, and, and very gratefully so, was given a choice um whether or not to continue the pregnancy. Yeah. And uh, my husband and I, um, you know, in, in consultation with our doctors and given um, such just the heartbreaking and, uh, prognosis of uh, the baby not being able to make it through the labor process and also in such preterm labor, um, increased complications can happen for the mother as well. Yeah. And, um, and so we felt like the best choice for us and what felt um, right in our hearts was to release the pregnancy and it was
0: mm-hmm. that was so been a heartbreaking decision absolutely um, it was I'm sure because it was a very much absolutely. wanted pregnancy
1: very wanted and uh, yes <laughs> yeah. and uh, and I went into terrible terrible grief afterwards and
0: mm. yeah I'm so I'm so sorry to hear that and we hear of similar situations when I've interviewed women who have had fatal fetal abnormalities and gone into similar situations yeah. where they have to make that heart-wrenching decision. And for some women, look, it's fine. They want to go yeah. through the whole pregnancy and give birth to a child, even if it only lives for an hour. But some women don't want to do that. Yes. And I understand that too. But you made this, yes. heart, this heart-wrenching decision. And I suppose there's a grieving process after that then too.
1: Absolutely. Um, there's a grieving process because, you know, this, this was a, a baby that we had deeply wanted and we had rearranged our life for. I had quit my, my job to sort of focus on becoming a new mother. Um And I was in deep grief uh, mm-hmm. and and then also, I think in this particular uh, circumstance, there's also this layer of the politicized nature also in America, we've just had roe Roe versus Wade overturned, yeah. so we are very much in a um you know I, I'm not too familiar with the specifics of of um your situation in Ireland, but i I do know there are there are parallels it's an incredibly contentious yeah high um, charged subject matter. And I, I felt like I couldn't, I kept the truth behind my baby's death. So I ended up having to go through with a stillbirth, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I had to go through labor and, and gave birth to a stillborn child. And I spent years basically, uh, not telling the truth, sidestepping, you know, people just natural curiosity. Well, what happened? Um, and People who maybe say, oh, hadn't you know, seen you in
0: a while and just knew you were pregnant but didn't right. know the outcome. Yeah, Knew
1: I was pregnant and they're yeah. like, I mean, I even had, you know, friends calling being like, oh, you know, months later, how are you? Is, have you? Have you arrived yet? And having to kind of say, oh, no, I'm so sorry we lost the baby and hoping that they would stop at that. Um, and it's taken me years and years.
0: Was there really a shame attached to, to it? Did you feel a counselor?
1: shame? Absol- I, felt, I felt so... Um, well, I'll tell you this. I had, I had an experience when I, and before I went into the procedure to release, to release the, the pregnancy, you know, people have different words, yeah. the pregnancy, the child, the fetus, whatever it sort of feels right in your heart. Yeah. Right. Um, and one of the social workers who had handed me the papers cause I, they needed the mother's signature to authorize the medical procedure. She looked at me and she said, you never tell anyone you sign these papers. And I never forgot that. Yeah, And I took that to heart. And I have seen the picket signs and I have seen the headlines. And I, my friends included, you know, people I love will have opposing views on this particular issue. And I'll, and I'll even say I myself, you know, I wasn't sure even as a young woman really where I sort of landed from a morality standpoint past the 12 weeks cut off. Mm. I, I never really had clarity on that. Um, I remember at the 12 week mark in my first pregnancy that we ended up having to terminate being at the clinic for one of your, uh, you know, a sort of routine scan. ultrasound yeah. scan, yeah. exactly. And seeing on the doctor's table, a little plexiglass, uh, sort of clear frame. And in it was a note that said, um, you have the legal right to terminate up to 24 weeks. This was in the state of California. And I turned to the woman working there and I asked with honest sort of confusion and, and judgment, if I'm being honest, is that even legal? You know, I had my doubts. I was like, what? I thought, you know, I come for my 12 week scan, everything looked good. Like we're good to go. Like, you know, let's tell Facebook, let's tell the um, family. And I, I, I I had, you know, I, myself, I guess what I want to air out is I myself didn't, Wasn't clear on really where I stood morally, and then classic story when it happens to you and you're faced with the nuances, things change. um, It's kind of like let's walk a mile. Yeah, and you
0: know I'm the same. I'm I'm a bit conservative. I'm kind of well known for being reasonably conservative in this world. Yeah, but but in saying that you know, I haven't walked in your shoes and I'm not going to judge you and I wouldn't judge you and I wouldn't judge any woman who makes a tough decision, particularly in the circumstances you're in. Yeah. You know, and I think most people do. I mean, I know you don't like the kind of pro-life, pro-choice conversation because as far as you're concerned, Mm -hmm. you didn't have a choice.
1: I think as far as I'm concerned, yeah, I'm grateful that I had a choice. I'm grateful I lived in a state that technically gave me a choice. I have reservations with that word choice as i'm afraid that it can trivialize the nature of what is truly going on right mm-hmm. and we can use the word choice like um would you like you know what is your choice on would you like a hamburger or a cheeseburger you know what <laughs> yeah. is your choice here and you know we use this word choice like would you like you know thai food or um chinese for dinner yeah and for a um, lot of women
0: for a lot of women it's, know, it's not a choice particularly if their life is in danger right,
1: it's or not a choice, yeah. and and yes, and so in, in that sense, it's it that word never – and I think that you talked about did I experience shame afterwards or why was mm-hmm. it hard for me to come forward is because I felt like people would view me as if I had made this choice. I had chosen to terminate mm-hmm. this beloved pregnancy that I had, and by no means was that a choice of mine. I, I happened to come into a circ- life circumstance that um, I felt that this was the most – Moral and loving thing to do, given.
0: And when the when you came out, of my so, situation. When you came out, so to speak, and, and were honest, I had written pieces yeah. about it and everything else. Those same friends yeah. that you kind of had to plamas going back a few years ago and say, "Oh yeah, we just had complications, so we lost the baby or whatever." Did you then have to re-explain to those people? Did those people start judging you then? Those people who may have been on the the pro-life side, so to speak. Did, did they start judging you or did they accept it
1: um i will say not to my face i don't know <laughs> <laughs>
0: um
1: you know yeah I, I think i think i i have made sort of a personal choice to you know i've written this article for the washington post and i was very conscious of not reading any of the comments mm-hmm. and i know for me if for in order for me to kind of come out and, and share my story, I I need to just kind of stick with this is my story. This is what I experienced and really leave, um, you know, the peanut gallery and the politics in another category for someone else to kind of... Um,
0: but it is hugely political to, because it's... Yeah. Well, and you can see it in America at the moment how political it is, by the way. You know, obviously yeah. Donald Trump versus Joe Biden, et cetera, et cetera. So you can see how political abortion is one of the big topics. It's one of the big policies uh, of both Democrat and Republican government. And the same here in Ireland. I mean, we can see, you know, Mm -hmm. in this country at the moment, it is a bit of a hot potato. Not as much as it would have been about five or six years ago before the referendum, but still a hot potato to talk about because people get really angered by it. And and some of the the words that are used are outrageous. The names people call each other. So it it is one of those things that just seems so divisive.
1: It's so divisive, and I think what I'm trying to say, if I were to pay too much attention to what those words are, I've heard the words, and if I give them too much of my energy, I'll shut up, Mm. and I don't wanna do that. Yeah, (laughs) Because then I'm doing the me's in the world, the women who have gone through something similar, a disservice, and I know this happened to me about nine years ago, and had someone been able to speak in just in 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 a way that could have normalized my experience for me, that would have been that would have touched my heart in a way that would have allowed me, I think, to be able to speak more freely, even just to my friends and family.
0: Yeah. In other words, at the time when it happened to you, it would have been nice to speak to Laurel or another Laurel who yes. was in that situation. <laughs>
1: this is my hope. Yeah. This is
0: this is your hope that yes. there's at least and, two and of that... you out there. And and have you had yes. many oh, women? I know
1: there are more. I know there are many, <laughs> many more. <laughs> have you no.
0: have you had many people reach out since you wrote for the Washington Post and the New York Times uh, two great articles? You have know, you? I
1: have you and those have been extremely meaningful and that's why you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think that's ultimately why I was willing to kind of put myself out there and uh, risk you know risk that judgment and risk people um, yeah villainizing me or, or whoever whatever they want to do I, I'm sort of like that's I'm not going to bother myself with that
0: do you ignore <laughs> so, them or do you fight back
1: um, um, I guess what I will say is if anything, I think me coming on a radio and talking to you, I think it's my version of fighting back.
0: Yeah. and so kind you're of sharing saying, your story. You know,
1: you're not going to you're not going to shut me up because I know that my choice was made out of love and mm-hmm. I know that I didn't sin and I know that I'm not a bad, you know, I know I'm a good person.
0: And um yeah. Okay, and and now of course you have your own online healing practice, uh, Marilante's yes. Healing. Uh, again, I hope I'm pronouncing Marilante's properly, but there you go. Uh, Marilante's Healing. Close and enough. <laughs> yeah. It, well, what do you mean, close enough? Do it properly for me, then, so I get it right. Marlantes. Uh,
1: Laurel Marlantes. Marlantes.
0: Marlantes. Okay.
1: Marlantis.
0: Okay. So Marland. Marlantis healing, and and that's on Instagram, by the way. If anyone mm-hmm. wants to, to follow you on Instagram, it's uh, Laurel Marlantes at Laurel Marlantes, yes. and I'll spell that at the end of the show, so people at the end of the interview, so people can find you. Thank you. But and you're dedicated now, or you dedicated your time to helping other women who've experienced baby loss through abortion or otherwise. And you've also got a Mm -hmm. website, uh, marilanteshealing.com. So when you say helping other people, so I suppose people come to you looking for advice.
1: Yeah, I think it's, um, and also I would say comfort and a way to kind of walk this path. I think bringing children into the world is something where you never know what you're going to find on your particular life path until you're there. Mm -hmm. You know, we're kind of sold a story that, you know, you get married, you get pregnant, and nine months later you have a baby. And that, it turns out, is sort of the ex- yeah. you know not that always can the case. Often be the exception. Yeah, <laughs> right. Not always the case. There's all sorts of um, all sorts of bumps in the road that women and family, um
0: Yeah, miscarriage is very common. Experience. Extremely common. M-
1: miscarriage, mm-hmm. stillbirth, mm-hmm. Uh, making it. You know, whether you need to face a choice like we're discussing today around abortion, um, infertility, just. Mm-hmm. the The road of infertility uh, is incredibly. That's heartbreaking. heartbreaking.
0: I've I've spoken to women on the air who yeah. can't conceive, and it is absolutely yeah. heartbreaking to listen to women because a woman said to me once in the air, which really hurt me, and I, I, I really felt it. Which she said, "I don't feel like a woman," and I found that really hard yeah. to listen to. You know that she didn't she didn't feel like yeah. she was complete as a woman until she could have a baby.
1: Yeah,
0: you know that's so difficult. Yeah, I
1: them. understand that. Yeah, it I'm, is. It's very difficult and.
0: When when you listen to people mm-hmm. say that, OK, they don't agree with abortion because they believe it's being used as a contraception uh, by people who just mm-hmm. make mistakes or, you know, accidentally don't use contraception or whatever it is. And they feel it's being used too often uh, by people that they understand. And I remember the big argument, a debate during the referendum here five years ago was, you know, OK, we agree with, you know, in certain circumstances, woman's life is in danger, fatal, fetal abnormality. But as for the rest, right. we don't agree with that. That's too disposable. So do you have an opinion on that? Or do you think or do you just agree that it's look, it's a choice well, we talk about the word choice a minute ago. But but do you <laughs> for some women it may be a choice in the in the very early stages if it's just a choice yeah. for economic reasons? I mean, do do you agree with uh, all abortion in every situation?
1: I do. Mm-hmm. I do. I am my personal political viewpoint is I'm strictly I'm you know adamantly pro-choice. That's sort of the terms that we use here in the state, pro-choice and pro-life. And yeah, I do believe that a woman has sovereignty over her body. I believe she has sovereignty over her relationship to how she wants to become a mother when she wants to become a mother. And I believe, you know, the issue not only is about sovereignty over your body, but I also believe that there's sort of sovereignty over, I sort of talk about um, this issue really kicks up these big questions, which is why it's so charged from my perspective where it's like, when does life begin? And when does the soul enter the body? And these are deep spiritual questions. And I believe that every mm-hmm. individual has the right to answer those questions. But
0: themselves. doesn't their doesn't opinion change as our lives change? Like, and I'll give you an example. I've given this the yeah. before. I had a woman on the air during, yeah. during the referendum campaign, and mm-hmm. she was pro-choice. And she, I found her a little bit insulting, I'll be honest with you. Um, she she mm. kept using words like clump of cells and zygote to refer to a pregnancy, mm. which I found for women mm-hmm. listening was a bit insulting, particularly women who couldn't conceive maybe or something like that or had miscarriages or whatever. I found those right. words insulting. But anyway, this same woman, she was a campaigner. She agreed with, you know, uh, abortion up to basically up to the hour of birth. And um, she then two years later I spotted her Facebook page and she'd put an image up of a scan she'd had her first pregnancy she just got married and the scan was a 12 week hmm. scan or 13 week scan whatever it is and it said my new baby is coming into the world and I looked at her and I went okay <laughs> so it's a baby now <laughs> is it? It was a zygote two years ago yeah. but now because you want that and there's that, there's that case of sometimes it's a baby when you want it but not a baby when you don't want it and I suppose that kind of plays into the pro-life people's hands doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I think and I think for me, that's why it has my, you know, my, my opinion is that it those that choice has to be the individual's choice, because Mm. that woman has a right to evolve or has a right to sort of shift her thinking and shift the way that her heart feels towards a pregnancy. Yeah. Two years ago, it was a clump of cells. And now it's a baby. She has a right to be fluid with that. Mm-hmm. And and um, yeah, I guess that
0: would yeah. that would be
1: how I. But how look, I, would I mean, it you it made then.
0: a tough choice, and again, I don't judge people. I never do. I try my best not to, anyway. And um, you, you, you <laughs> me made too.
1: It. I try my best not to too. Yeah, I
0: mean, look, you had a very tough. You did again. I'm going to use the word choice because it's the wrong word to use. But you had a very tough time. It's n- you know, and
1: yeah, and it is, and it is the right choice in the sense yeah. where I am grateful that I was given a choice. I mm-hmm. am so grateful that I lived in a state where making a choice was an option. And yeah. so I don't want to I don't want to sort of
0: um, where is that now in America, by yeah. the way? I mean America's in turmoil now when oh, it comes dear. to I it's, mean, even even in some turmoil. states I yeah, I believe in some states now you can't even get the morning after pill.
1: Correct. Yeah. I mean it, state by state it it's it's very extreme. I don't have the stats on each state. Um, but we're in a frightening place, especially um, you know, a year ago, when our sort of when Roe versus Wade was overturned, and
0: mm-hmm. um, yeah, there was
1: and states were now able to go to go back.
0: And, and is it true that if a woman goes, from, one, abortion? That's what I'm saying. So, is it true that if a woman goes from a state where it's illegal to a state where it's not illegal to have a termination, that she can then be charged when she comes back to the state? Is that is that true?
1: I wish I knew the answer to that. Oh, okay. I. I, I hesitate to say anything on air that I can't no ask no that's on.
0: okay that's okay.
1: but but yeah but but it's a great question and um,
0: that would I be sad should,
1: should, should know no specifics and, and unfortunately if I were to take a guess, my guess could be potentially yes yeah, I uh, don't know well, That would depend on what sad. state you went to yeah what state you went to and if you were sort of granted mm-hmm. um, yeah. protection by that state. I'm not
0: sure. But look, it was lovely talking to you and those articles were there in the Washington Post and New York Times if anyone wants to read them. And you have a website Thank and you. it's uh, Marlantes yes. Healing and it's Marlentes Marlantes uh, Healing H-E-A-L-I-N-G dot com or you can go to her Instagram and it's at Laurel as in Laurel and Hardy. Kind of spelled similar. Um, Laure- yes. <laughs> Laurel Marlantes uh, it's at Laurel Marlentes on Instagram. Uh, Laurel, it was lovely talking to you. Listen, thank you very much indeed and good luck in the future and I wish you well.
1: Thank you. Likewise. Thank you so much.
0: Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan show. Ireland's classic.